Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by Bayside's party animal, Mark Paul Gosler. Hello, Mark Paul. That is so me, Dashiell. I am such a party animal. Hello, Dashiell. And hello to our very, 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 three very special guest. You know her as the Emmy-winning writer from 30 Rock, Mindy Project, most recently the Saved by the Bell reimagining, Tracy Wigfield, my boss. Hello, Tracy Wigfield. Hi, guys. Hello. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. It already feels better, right? We can still say that, right? Right. Like, you get a week, right? You get it till the 7th. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say Happy New Year all year long. That's that's my resolution. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure people will love that. Uh, Someone at, I had to return a package yesterday and the guy at FedEx said, Happy Holidays. And that felt over the line. I thought like we're done with that. Holiday. There's one and we're at the yeah, end Yeah, he, he was like, I was like, that's yeah. too much. I was, I was anticipating the happy new year. He hit me with that and I just turned around and walked away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tracy, today we're talking about a, an episode called House Party and we wanted you to be our guest. Uh, we wanted you to be our guest this whole time. This whole podcast was just to get you to be our guest. Um, but House Party was an episode that got sort of one-to-one homaged uh, for the, the reimagining. Yeah, um, we, I, you know, I went back and I watched it the other day, but when, when we were, you know, when, when I was going back and, and starting to think about the new version of the show and Dashiell, when we were in the room, like we went back and, and I, I personally watched all the episodes uh, kind of from the beginning, from Miss Bliss through uh, college and the wedding and stuff. So, and you, I don't know if you did the same thing. I had been kind of doing that previous. Like I, I kind of did like a crash course. Like I tried to pick up my blind spots before the room started because I hadn't seen everything recently. I know. And you know what? I, people on Twitter keep writing to me and being like, why didn't you watch the new class? You have to. And, and I, I think I said in an interview, like, oh, I'll definitely, when there's season, if there's a season two, I'll definitely watch the new class. But I saw you said that and I was like, will, will you? Yeah. It's like <laughs> now I have to pay that bill. It's like it's seven way seasons. more than the original. It's, it's, it's deceiving. But when I when I went back when I was watching all of these, this one stuck out as you know a very iconic one that I think people think about a lot. You know, caffeine pills obviously is one of them, and and this and and that like really weird um, Barbara Ann dance that you guys did. I, I feel like is like maybe one of the top five moments of of Saved by the Bell when you think about the show. So that felt like um, it, that felt like worth recreating, and um, you know, and and also doing kind of a reimagining of the show it's like in our show we often try to do an updated version of like what a you know what a high school story would be in 2020 versus what it was back then and so it felt fun to do like a an actual house party versus you know on the original show these boys got together to have a party and they just like did this weird dance yeah it's in these coordinated costumes that they must have gotten beforehand which we'll get to the costumes but they don't (laughs) They don't look as dated as some of the other costumes. Like for some reason, and I remember there was there was a, a conversation in the room um, about the costumes in the house party in the new one, and you, right. you kind of put the question out there of like, do don't we want to see them in in these exact costumes? And the answer was a resounding, of course, like we want the costumes. Yeah, yeah but some people I remember in the room, Dashiell, were like wait, this is really pushing the boundaries of sense. Like, so Slater just has <laughs> kept this costume in his trunk for 30 years, just in case this very thing happened that he needed to do this dance with kids. Yeah. And he had costumes for them too. 
Um, but I didn't right. care. I just wanted to see them in the costumes. Yeah, we again. we all wanted to, and I think uh, <laughs> I think it benefited. And I, it also it made the thumbnail for the the reimagining. The the costumes made the thumbnail. That's how good they are. If you go watch the episode, I'm in it for the thumbnail. That's why we that's yeah. why we wake up yeah. in the morning, folks. Um, but just in case you didn't do the homework, uh, here's a brief summary of the whole episode. Uh, just for your you know, in case you didn't do it. Uh, Screech's parents left him home alone for their anniversary with a list of rules, specifically no parties. Violet is in an abusive relationship with Max, which she ends to join the girls spying on the guys dancing in Screech's living room. The girls accidentally break Screech's mom's prized Elvis statue. Lisa finds a $250 replacement. Zach plots to win the cash for Max in poker. Only Max takes all their money. Then Zach bets Screech's dog, which Max also wins. Max will return the dog for a date with Jesse, who he brings to the party. Zach is throwing at Screech's to generate $250 with a $10 cover. They replace the statue as Screech's parents get home. Zach says the party was all for their anniversary. The end. The end of a, of a, of a wild episode full of twists and turns when you really I know, lay it a lot out. of stories. Lot, lot it's, yeah. kind of, it's a good one. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah, and we're in act one. Uh, but it's, you said like they throw, they throw their weird little party for three, but I... Only upon rewatching, I was like, "Oh, right, there actually is a party at the end." They're, they do, they same, yeah. same, yeah. I thought you got, yeah. I, I thought I was. I, I guess that was part of the joke, which I didn't totally get. That they kept being like, "We're going to do man stuff," and then they do that weird dance. Yeah. That kind of blew over my head. Yeah. So, Tracy, what what is your history with Say by the Bell? Did you watch it growing up? Were you like one of those kids that watched it after school on syndication? The originals on Saturday morning. I, I watched it. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm 37. So I, you know, when it first, when it, when it first came out, I was like six. So I really, I, I watched it a lot. And said, I watched it every single day. I, and in my, in my memory, I watched it every single day for my whole life. <laughs> like it was always, always on. And I always like every day after school, it, you know, I don't know what it was on. Like, WPIX or TBS or something. I watched like two episodes a day every day for <laughs> 20 years. So I really felt, you know, and I loved the show. And I, you know, we talked about it, Mark Paul, uh, when I we first met and we're talking about this project and stuff. I, you know, I I like loved the show and it, you know, just felt like any person that I would meet that would be my age that would also love the show. I felt like I had so many, we we had like so many inside jokes about the show. It was just a show that like yeah, I, I I don't know. It kind of maybe because it was on so much, it kind of like ingrained into my psyche in a way that no other show really did. You know. So walk walk us through, and uh, I, I guess the the audience might have the same question: is why why you like why did NBC pick you to to helm the reimagining? I mean, because when we sat down, we sat down. I think uh, like twenty. What what year is this? 2018, 20. It was like summer. It was not last summer, but the summer before, probably, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like very early, I remember, because I had not a lot, but I remember I was like, what if you were like the governor of California and you liked <laughs> right. that? I remember this was like before I, yeah. and I was like, okay, good. And I was like, because I haven't told the studio this <laughs> right, yet. Right. So I, but I'm just, I'm I, so, you like it. I'm so fascinated by like the story because I know that you were re signing with Universal. But then yeah. did you put it out there to them like, hey, I'm a huge fan? Did someone know that you were a fan? Like, how did that work out? Where Yeah, it, you know, it was a weird thing where it was like a couple years ago, um, back when they did like uh, 
Saved by the Max, I went to it and I remember, and I was kind of trying to think of movie ideas. And I remember seeing like how much excitement there seemed to be about these Max pop-ups. And I, and I was like, oh, that that's an idea. Like, I love those Brady Bunch movies they did back in the 90s that were a little bit poking fun at the Brady Bunch and, you know, and were for fans of the original show, but um, also, you know, kind of were a little bit of a parody. And I was like, I wonder if you could do something like that with Saved by the Bell or something that was like even, you know, farther away from the original show, like a 21 Jump Street kind of thing. So I had my agent ask Universal and at the time they were, uh, it wasn't available. They were trying to develop it with somebody else. And um, so I just kind of forgot about it. And then when I re-signed with Universal, uh, that project, whatever that was, had, had not gone forward. And so they, the rights were available again. And, and Perlina, who runs Universal, knew that I uh, was really fond of the original show and had kind of had this um, interest in it already. And so she asked me if I wanted to uh, do something with it. And uh, I immediately was like, yes. And I think in their minds, they were, they were thinking it would be a multicam and um, kind of more similar in tone to the original. So it took like a little doing, talking them into like, no, it's going to be a single cam and it's totally very different. But, you know, they got on board pretty quickly and, and Peacock seemed really into the idea and Universal seemed to get it once I pitched it and stuff. Uh, and you guys all, that, that was the biggest thing, Mark Paul, like you, uh, you know, and, and, uh, Elizabeth and Mario and, you know, like when I pitch it to you guys, you all got, got it immediately and you have a great sense of humor about it and, you know, and they got it too, which was a big relief because I didn't know you guys. So my fear was like, I was going to pitch it to you and you'd be like, why would you say that about Zach Morris? He's cool. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like why, why, why would you act like he would be a bad governor? Um, but you weren't like that. You got it immediately and, and we're pitching on it in a funny way right away, which made me excited. How confident were you that this would get the reaction it, it, it got? You know, I don't know. Not, I don't know. I, I was a little nervous. Like, Dashiell, I feel like you kept saying very correctly that you're like, this show will, <laughs> how did you put it? This show will um, anger, anger fans. The original. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was new fan it was old fans will be angry and new fans will be confused. And yes. that was the, the it seemed <laughs> like was, the sweet spot we were we were really covering sort of, over. That was sort of the fear. I mean yeah. I, as my guiding light and, and I, I felt like in the room we we kind of went by this too. I, I was just as a fan myself and, and Dasha was a fan and you know other people at varying levels of um of relationship with the original show. I, I was just trying to make a show that if I were to tune in, I would think it was funny and it would, you know, hit the right nostalgia marks for me, but also be a funny show in its own right. And so, you know, you can only, you can only make a, you know, a show that you think is funny. Like, you know, I I think you start to, you start to veer in the wrong direction when you're trying to serve specific people and be like, uh, I'm making this show for this, you know, for just fans of the old show, or I'm making this show for teenagers now or something. So, you know, we just tried to make the show that we found most enjoyable. And then, yeah, I was very nervous though, before reviews came out more nervous than I had been on other things. I was nervous too. And I actually wanted to ask you about the reviews specifically, because when the reviews came out, um, there was a huge sense of relief. I mean, I'm, I'm sure maybe you felt it too, <laughs> yeah. but for me, certainly, because like, I, I was such a fan of the show as we were making it and everyone involved was like blowing my mind with how 
just funny and smart. Every, everyone's decisions were decisions were along the way. Um, and I was worried I was too close to it. And maybe we were like Same. all operating on yeah. a big stinker and no one could see it. And that's totally. life sometimes. Like Star Wars, like how the stories are always like, oh, well, we were making it. We thought this is a piece of shit. Everyone's going to hate this. Yeah. And then it came out and it blew, <laughs> blew the world open. It's like, what if this was the opposite of that? Right. <laughs> but what was, what was both like, what was both a relief in the reviews was also a source of extreme comedy to me that every review started the same way. We can't believe it, but it's actually good. <laughs> Every single one. Like I know. I, you know. <laughs> I was wondering how you felt about that, Tracy. Like it, it was I, I love it. Like I, it made me so happy. I guess I guess being a huge fan of the show and being so into it, like the idea of a new Save by the Bell felt like an undeniably great idea to me in a way that it definitely didn't to almost everyone else, I guess. In, in a way I didn't really realize, you know, like yeah. I could see it in my head and I think you guys obviously could see it once we started talking about it. But I think when you first just hear a headline about it, you're like, oh, cool. Like they're doing Fuller House again. Right. This will suck or whatever. Yeah. Not no like, disrespect to the, the people who, you know, that yeah, they make, no, a, they make a thing for really people. really hard on that show. Yeah. And it's for, you know, but it's just a little bit geared more towards the, to- you know, fans of the original and, and the tone of the original. But yeah. I, I think people did want, tune in uh, wanting to be like, this sucks. And then we're, you know, we're pleasantly surprised or pleasantly annoyed that it did. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, on that, on that fun note of being pleasantly annoyed, why don't we just uh, dive into the actual episode? Shall we, folks? The water's fine. Let's do it. <laughs> um, we're in act one here. Uh, at Screech's home, a rare, I think the only time we see Screech's house, besides his room. Yeah. Um, which is like very quirkily decorated. There's birds and kitschy art, you know, the Elvis statue right in there. And we've never heard before that his mom likes Elvis, right? No. She, or, or since. Or <laughs> since. It and, won't come and up when again. We, and when we meet her, it is her entire personality. She has no right. traits other than an interest in Elvis. And has made every choice in her life around this. Including her anniversary with her husband, who we will also not see. Uh, <laughs> he's just in the car, just just at her, doing her bidding, but never on camera. Uh, Mark Paul has, uh, has told us on the podcast that Screech's real dad uh, was around set all the time and actually was a teacher uh, in one episode. Oh, really? Yeah, Dustin's dad was, uh, you know, we always had to have a, a, a parent on set and and Dustin's dad was that parent. My mother was that, uh, Mario's mother, um, Tiffany's oh, mother, crazy. Lark's mother, but, uh, Dustin's dad. And, uh, I just remember Dustin's dad because uh, he would have like the best video games in Dustin's room. Um, and I would just be in there playing video games all the time. He had Neo Geo, which was like the, the coolest thing ever. Was any parent like, uh, particularly strict or good at teaching? Uh, no. And when he says, um, that, uh, Dustin's dad was a teacher, he actually was a, uh, an actor, uh, like he was a teacher on the set. Like he was, um, he was a guest star. What, oh. what, 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 do you, what do they call oh, it? Like a, yeah. Like a day player. Yeah. Like he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was like a one and done teacher on the show. Like I forget the episode, oh. but he was like, he was like one of the guys, he wasn't Mr. Tuttle, uh, but he was one of the other guys. <laughs> One of the other guys. One of the other like rotund Around? guys, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no no one was really that strict. I think my my father um and Mario's father were both known to be strict, but they, you know, they they had uh jobs and and were rarely on set. But uh we did talk about that. Like Mario was kind of, you know, talked about how my dad kind of put the fear in him and uh, same with his dad. 
<laughs> as long as there were adults just scaring kids on set, that's a good, that's a fun environment. Um, also, you, uh, Tracy, I know you mentioned, uh, yeah, her whole like, Screech's mother's whole character's like existence is Elvis. Upon this rewatch, I did not realize how many Elvis song titles are crammed into the dialogue of this episode. Yeah, the uh, Heartbreak Hotel and It's Hound like Dog. a dozen. Yeah, even yeah. the dog's named Hound Dog. It's, yeah. it's kind of nuts. This must have been a thing at the time because I remember uh, Jesse on Full, Full House loved Elvis. Too. Did people just love Elvis a lot? Yeah, I guess. But this much that it, it took over their lives? I don't know, but we there's a lot of Elvis references on Saved yeah. by the Bell prior to this. Yeah. I mean, what what episode is this, Dashiell? 20... <sighs> they, we've had so something. much fun. These it's twenty one, I think. I think this okay. is our twenty first. So we've we've reviewed twenty one. Yeah. We've reviewed twenty one, and in those twenty one, there's at least like eight references of of Elvis. So the writers had a thing for Elvis yeah. and the Beach Boys, which I mean, this is a perfect episode for them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's nothing but Elvis and Beach Boys in this one. And Gilligan's Island too. I feel like like there was just a Gilligan's yep. Island joke, and it's so, an Alf. Yeah. An Alf. Yeah. Yeah. They, like it seems like the the there really were like twelve things everyone in that room loved, and they got brought up like with great frequency. And only now, as as an adult watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, of course, like a. 15 year old boy doesn't like Gilligan's Island. It's so right. clearly like a man in his 40s in 1992 is coming up with this dialogue. Uh, what are kids like? Uh, Gilligan's Island. Yeah, F Troop. Zach is F-troop. like up late one night watching <laughs> F Troop uh, last season. <laughs> um, Screech's mom, real quick here, Roberta Powers, played by Ruth Buzzy, a prolific TV career going back to the 60s. Most notably, I thought this was really interesting. She was on Laugh-In, where she was one of three performers and the only woman to appear in all 139 episodes of uh, the, the trailblazing 1960s comedy show. Um, she did tons of voice. She did tons of voice work in cartoons, Smurfs, Rescue Rangers, uh, 40 episodes of Sesame Street, and was also on Kids Incorporated with one Mario Lopez. The career of Ruth Buzzy still working. She's in something in post production right now. Yeah, she's still taking. Yeah. Do yourself a favor, go on YouTube, just put in Ruth Buzzy and watch some of her work. Uh, really? Her doing Doris um, Side Bottom. Uh, this, this woman who's just pretty much drunk off her ass all the time. She was so good at doing this that NBC only allowed her to do that character once a month. Um, and she says on her Twitter that it was her favorite character to do, to do but uh, NBC only allowed it uh, because of censorship to do it once a month because she was so good at playing a, a drunk. Um, her and <laughs> Dean drunk. Martin, just watch, just watch some episodes with her and Dean Martin. It, it, it is hilarious. That's great. And she's still on Twitter. And she, I mean, I, I'm surprised you don't follow her, uh, Dashiell. She, she's an amazing comedian. Um, but it, I'll follow, follow her. her. Is, it doesn't yeah. take much. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. on board. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, and I'll, I'll give her a plug. It's, uh, at Ruth underscore a underscore buzzy B U Z Z I. Very funny. Um, witty. Uh, she, I she's an amazing that. talent. Yeah. And she's good in this and she looks like Screech. She looks like his mom. Totally. <laughs> she and, does. Uh, not to get too ahead of things, but when she comes back as a ghost, she like really looks like she looks ghostly there too. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's a good all around casting choice. But, but I just wanted to, I just want to point this out. Tracy, are you aware that I only know of one other Roberta? Dashiell, would you like to tell us who the other Roberta is? Oh yeah, Roberta's my mom. Hello, Roberta, if you're out there on Radio Land listening. Uh, yeah, I did, I did note that a Roberta character was on the show. Um, and just in cruising through uh, Ruth's IMDb, she plays another Roberta later in her career. Less shocking and surprising. Just kind of a popular name back in the day. Uh, but yeah, hello, hello, mom. 
Hope you're listening. Hi. Nice. <laughs> while while watching this, like before, did you go like, oh my god, Screech Screech's mom is Roberta. My mom is what Roberta. This mean? is crazy. I did say that. It, that's exactly how the conversation went in my living room. It's exactly how long it lasted. And uh, yeah, we're definitely spending the right amount of time on it. <laughs> I, I just want to say that it just makes him very uncomfortable, and I just like to see him squirm. Uh, Please. He yeah, also no. pointed out that he that that Tracy, you you make him very nervous. He was very nervous what? before this. That was said in that was said in confidence. No, no it was not said in confidence. Yeah, he's very like. Uh, okay, I should have gone know, off the record. Me? Yes. What I said. Yes. What I said was, and what? I'll clarify the statement. And I specifically didn't want to like. I was going to get into it, but maybe not because I'm a coward. Uh, that this you you being on the podcast, Tracy, made me notably more nervous than other guests, specifically because I have like a more like announcery voice I use, and I'm like this feels like in contrast to my my standard speaking voice. The fact that you have you like full I bully you about it. That's okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I, well, I do because that's how writers work. If anything differs slightly to the left or right from what is one hundred percent you, you're fair you game to be cruelly voice. ripped apart. Yeah, wow. uh, no, but also I also it's uh, no, I I yeah no, I am a little nervous as you um you are my boss. Not to say we're <laughs> on you're like a scary boss, but you are my boss, and I. Suddenly you're in this arena. It's like, it, it, it felt like worlds colliding, maybe. It's, so different. I, it's like when you see a science teacher, when you go to the movie. In the supermarket, the totally. Yeah, do I go yeah, the other exactly. way? Do I say, happy new year? What and do I do? she's like wearing shorts. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's just, please don't say whatever you do. Whatever you do, don't say happy holiday. Because oh my God, would, yeah. he would just happy turn holiday. it back on you. I'd have, to, I'd, have to go, I'd have to go home where I already am. Uh, All right, let's get back to the show. Dashiell, I'll bring it back sure. to the show. I, I'm okay, so glad please, I brought please. that up. I, I'm honored yeah. that you're nervous. Yeah, yeah no, thank um, you. Me too. But d- why does Zach always have to touch things and hold things and just be a, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a twat, as I've said? No, in, no. In I, it's because he owns the world. I love oh. it. It's oh, because yeah. everything is fine for him to touch. He touches shit in Belding's office. It's yeah. like he's very comfortable. The world is his home. He's very comfortable in the world. You're, by the way, you're so, I'm just going to now um, make you uncomfortable. You, you do a thing, this is for the end of the episode, but you do a stunt in this that is so, um, that was so <laughs> impressive. Do you know what I'm talking about? I was like, holy yes. shit. Yeah. Can you imagine someone actually doing that? The stunt work on this show, especially for children, was nuts. Was like, it was nuts. Yeah. It was like, it's like, yeah, like back in the day when they would like <laughs> film Lassie and just three Lassies would die. Like how did they let, a, what are you, like 16 or 17 year old, just do that? And you did it really good. It's really funny at the end. I'm not I'm sure when this, yeah, we are getting ahead and I will point that out, but yeah. I'm not sure where this was in terms of like how old I was, but I, I was, um, and so was Mario Lopez. He did it the year before I did, but something called circus of the stars. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, that. I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 And I believe it was on NBC. Um, I, I could, I could be wrong, but circus of the stars, they would take network stars, you know, and put them into circus acts. And the year before Mario did the uh, trapeze <laughs> with Hawaii laughing? Because that's Hawaii insane. So I know. I see how Listen, quickly that gets, was pitched, but it's <laughs> insane to say it out it loud. It gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> so Mario does like this trapeze act, I think, with Jenny Garth, and um, uh, you know he does really well because he's you know he's athletic. I do it the next year, and I do this thing called the Russian swing. And it's basically you've seen them if you've gone to a circus, um, but it's bike this platform that 
kind of swing. It's like it's just a ginormous swing that houses three or four people on it. And one of them gets launched up into like this, uh, (laughs) this sort of net that comes from the top of the big top all the way down. And then some two people hold it at the bottom, but you're being launched like, you know, uh, all the way up to the top of the big top. And so you're being launched. And I was able to do a triple back somersault on this thing. Yeah. And they thought that was pretty impressive. And, you know, we practiced and we did months of preparation. And then a week before the show, we did a producer's run through. Now I had lost the trick. I couldn't do three. I could only do two. I asked to put on the safety belt, this harness. And the, 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 the main guy was like, you got this. It's all in your head. And it probably was. Um, I ended up, you know, going up and, and not fully rotating, staying in my tuck, not hearing him call me out. I stayed in my tuck, landed in this net. The net kind of collapsed because of where I landed. And I hit the back of my head on the mats. My chin broke my sternum. I in turn um, uh, tore a lot of ligaments in my neck, almost paralyzed myself. Uh, I'm telling you this story because I may have killed that Circus of the Stars for other people because I don't think they they did another one after that. Or you maybe saved good. dozens of lives. Yes, I think I, I did. <laughs> but what that what that brings me to is that like the nineties <laughs> were like a like the Wild West when wild it came West, to yeah. yeah, when it came to like putting kids in dangerous situations and and not having to worry about like, you know They're kids. Yeah, they're kids. They they can bounce back. Um uh, but yeah, I, I I we had to take off. I remember we had to um uh, stop production for a little while. I, oh I, I took God. a month of, of recovery so and I don't know where that's that actually insane. fell <laughs> in this whole thing, but were you under 18? Yeah, I was, uh, I was either 16 or 17. Oh God, sue them. Yeah. That's insane. I could have sued them and it, actually, um, I should have sued them. Uh, it was, uh, it, it I, I won't give the company name, but we all use it. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I don't think I would have to be working this hard, or be on a podcast if I had sued them back when I was 16. Oh, you don't want to be here? This isn't just for fun? I thought this was like your Of course I want to be here. How dare okay, you? All right. Everyone needs a hobby, Mark Paul. I thought no, I was who, yours. Who would, who would listen to my boring ass stories if I didn't have a podcast? <laughs> um, but no, we'll get we'll get to the stunts of it all because yes, I kind I, of remember that, uh, you know, and I'll kind of run through. Is that footage out there like, anywhere? Um, does someone have that of you like flying through the air like a circus performer somewhere? Is that I'm, like, does that exist? You know what? I, I am sure someone does. And I was performing with another uh, actor. Her name was Wendy Hagen. She was on the new tales of Lassie or something like that. The, um, okay. that show back in the day. Uh, and, uh, she was my partner. Um, and her, her, she was really good at taking pictures and her parents probably have videos somewhere, but, uh, wow. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, one of these days I'll, I'll kind of post a photo of me. That sounds like insanity. It's, yeah. It is insanity. It fucked me up. I mean, I, I still like have a lot of problems because of, of that. I've, I've had two shoulder surgeries and, oh my God. uh, yeah. and neck surgery and, and it could have all stemmed from, you know, my, my major, um, <laughs> car wreck when I was 16 with, with, uh, with a Russian swing. I like that you, you had a conversation with someone, someone told you like, you got this. Like someone who wasn't yeah. in a position to be like, are you okay? Do you want to take five? Just some Maybe. coked up guy. Yeah, like, like, buddy, you <laughs> no, got this. The kids got it. Here's Let the thing. It. When it happened, I hit, I hit so hard. It, it, I basically lost, you know, my breath and I actually got up off the ground and had the decency to walk away. Like I didn't want anybody to know I was hurt, but I could ah. feel like my chest was 
there was something wrong. Like I could feel the 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 plate of my sternum basically like oh loose and, and moving. Oh and God. I kept I went right to the the trailer and I sat there and I said, um, I think I need to go to the hospital. And oh my like, God, that is some pro yeah. kid actor stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I didn't want anybody to see that I was hurt. I didn't want the producers to know. Um, but yet it was a week out Ooh, from the show shit. and I never made the show. Uh, I trained, I think, I mean, we trained for at least two months um, up there at Universal, <laughs> right at, uh, you know where the Minion is? Uh, that parking yeah. lot up there? Yeah. That's that's where we used to, uh, that's where we used God. to train. Um, I'll never drive I, by it and not and think they, of that now. They never learned their lesson either because they did that just like a couple of years, that splash show where they had like Nicole, the uh, Eggert from- Oh my God, uh, the diving show. dove and like broke her back, I think. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, Dove. That yeah, man should not yeah. be diving. They never, just every 10 years, someone gets an idea that's like, what if we just like had famous people and children try to kill themselves? Well, there, there you go. There's your next reimagining, Tracy. Uh, what's old is new again. So back to the show. Yeah, so Screech's mom. I'm, I'm, com- I'm confused. Can you guys help me out? So both his parents are leaving him alone. Is this legal? Sure. Well, if you're, yeah. I mean, if teenagers, you're s- yeah. 16, 17, do you, you kids, my, my kids are too little. Do they get left by themselves? Uh, yeah. I, I no, got left, no. I got left as a teenager, usually with like some kind of supervision. Like there was generally right. like, but also if, if my school was close enough where I could have walked there, and it was only a couple days. Like I don't know, maybe maybe Screech takes the bus or. He's, yeah, and he's a good kid. He doesn't get in yeah, trouble. But he's uh, yeah, but he's got some real he's got some real friends. Yeah. Um, and we're in the halls of Bayside. Screech has his insanely long list of rules here. Zach and Slater are are pitching on the plan of men doing men things. Which yeah, as a kid, Tracy, I that went right over my head. I was like, no, as a kid, I was just like, oh, okay, so this is what like seventeen year old guys do at a party. So not so scary. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be like. In the the real version is they're like farting and playing Sega Genesis. That's they're like, like what's doing, happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also in the halls here uh, of Bayside, we get to meet Tori Spelling as one Violet Ann Bickerstaff. Bickerstaff? Yeah. There it is. Um, this is just before she became Donna Martin on 90210. Uh, tra- uh, excuse me, Tori Spelling, the daughter of Aaron Spelling. Productions include Charlie's Angels, The Love Boat, Dynasty, Melrose Place, Seventh Heaven, some real big hits. Marpaul, was she fame? Was she kind of famous because of her dad? Then, yeah, um, it was a thing to have Tori on our set. I remember that. I mean, it was, you, you definitely knew who her father was. It was like, oh, you know, here's uh, Tori. It was like a, a special guest on our on our yeah 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 on our set. Yeah, for for sure. Reading those Aaron Spelling shows just it clicked in my brain. Like, yeah, he had had some like major major seventies and eighties hits, but nine hundred two one zero Melrose Place and Seventh Heaven are like colossal 90 like his almost his yeah. biggest was yet to come which is kind of yeah. crazy in a career arc i'm not sure if she auditioned for this role though which is interesting i'm i'm wondering how that how that all happened like did yeah was know, there a sense of like oh like she has like she's got this part cuz she's a famous person's daughter or or not really I don't remember, but I, I I think she's really good in this role. I actually laughed I when she too. snorted, she, and, and she's really cute. Yeah, it's like a classic. She's all that. Who who's not so cute is this uh, this uh, Jeff Ash who plays uh, Maxwell. Max, holy yeah. moly! Yeah, and he like he, he we very quickly establish he's high status. He bought her a gold pocket protector. Um, he wears a blazer to high school. Um, but yeah, he's like a real jerk. Um, the snapping and, a really, and the pointing. 
Yeah. And also the yeah. immediately like making out with Jesse as soon as she's out of the room. It's like this type of person <laughs> to exist predator. in high school. Yeah. It's like this is an aggressive human to be 15 <laughs> or 16. He's so rich though. He's so rich. Yeah. <laughs> I went on a little uh, uh, adventure trying to find out uh, more about Jeff. Um because I don't remember him, you know, obviously that's what, why we have this podcast uh, is because I don't remember any of this. Um, but Jeff in real life is five feet tall. And uh, that's from out of his mouth. I watched a YouTube yeah. video that he spoke. He's five feet tall. He's a stage actor. Um, he did not originally audition for this. I, his roommate auditioned for this. He read the sides, thought that he'd be perfect for this and, and basically crashed the audition. And got the role. Huh. It's a very max thing to do. Uh, <laughs> wow. It fits character. Well, it's funny you mentioned he's five foot tall because when when Elizabeth is to- towering, that's the right word, over him, the body language is just so, like, he looks like an ant. He looks just like a tiny, tiny child <laughs> with Jesse just right there over him. His name is Maxwell Nerdstrom. That is a play yeah. off of <laughs> Max Headroom. No? Max Headroom? Maybe, yeah. I mean, it, it felt just like the, I mean, Nerdstrom felt so... Kind of Nordic yeah. stuff. He's like nerdy, but also evil. Like it, it, it does a few things. Like he's not like a <laughs> polite nerd like we've seen in the halls of Bayside. He's a malevolent nerd. Someone asked me in an interview if the character in the new show who's like the evil nerd guy, Tanner, um, if he was based on him because he wears like a funny little suit and is a short king. Hmm. Um, but I don't think he was. I think that was just kind of maybe this man existed in our subconscious. Yeah, no, I think it's more like this kind, kind of, of a powerful. This there. is like the version of this man who exists in real life. So it's like he he existed this way fictionally. Then he exists as Tanner now. Um, yeah, I do. I do kind of mm-hmm. see the the similarities for sure. Did you reach out to any of these characters for the reimagining, Tracy? No, not too many. We, we got, you know, Mr. Dewey, we got, we wanted teachers and stuff. And then we were kind of, you know, I, we were kind of like just more organically, uh, were sort of, I said to my, our casting director, like, you know, if any like day playery things come up and there is a person from the old show and Franco was on top of that too. Like he would be like, Oh, the guy who played, you know, the guy who played Ox is around, he auditioned or whatever. And so, you know, we got a, like, he was on, he had like one line and an episode and, um, you know, and I think a guy, a guy who delivers flowers was somebody in the old show. So it was kind of like whoever was around. Um, but we, yeah, we, uh, you know, other than Mr. Dewey, right, Dashiell, I can't uh, think. I, I know, I know else? Ox was around for all in the hall. He was in the, um, in the line cutting. Yeah. He, he, and he yeah. aud- he auditioned, and Julie kind of brought him in, knowing he was around. And, yeah, I thought I, but, I read um, a thing you um yeah. you said uh, Tracy that was kind of like these people are allowed to come back if it would make sense in the in the universe. Like Ox can't return as a right. teacher, but if he's just some guy in line, like, no, he has to be a man named right. Ox, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? That seemed like a fair yeah. rule that doesn't break my head. If yeah, like, why yeah, not? People can come. Also, back. they're they're teachers. Yeah, Tori can come back right. as Tori, but she can't be like. She, yeah, yeah, she can't be like the new principal Rochelle. Right. As as much fun as that would be, we all agree that would be great, but it's impossible. Yeah, yeah I mean, please. And we're in the uh, we're in the max here for Violet announcing the the breakup news, and you know the gals decide that tonight they will see what what guys do when they're not around. They just got to see it. Um, Tracy, another uh, another me quoting you back to you 
You described this. You described the original <laughs> Say by the Bell as entourage for fifth graders. Spot on. Yes. So like this feels like that of being like, ooh, we're girl. We're gonna like, like you think this is what high school will be like? Maybe you'll be girls spying totally. on boys having boy time. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think I grew up pretty sheltered. I think I went to like a Catholic school from like kindergarten through eighth grade, and there were like twenty kids in my class. So I, I think I was very nervous about high and I went to an all girls high school. So I, you know, I continued to not really go to any, any, you know, kind of like real, I don't know, real school experience like this, but I, I do remember kind of like watching 90210 and being like, Oh God, like this is what's happening in high school. Like people are, you know, getting pregnant and getting. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere and, in the middle probably like, is the truth. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess it depends on what high school you went to, but this seemed like something I could get down with. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, we just like spy on boys and they do a dance and, yeah. you know, worst thing that happens is the Elvis statue gets broken. And that brings us to Screech's living room for the iconic Barbara Ann dance. Uh, Barbara Ann, didn't know this until I, did, until I Googled it. Uh, it's a cover by the Beach Boys. I could have sworn they wrote that song, but no, it's a guy named Fred Fassert wrote that song. Oh. Beach Boys covered it. And I think Scott Gale covered it for this version. Like this does not sound like the Beach Boys. I mean, it sounds like sure, the Beach Boys. Then but we don't have to pay for. We don't have to pay for it, right? Yeah, you just pay. You just pay a guy named Fred, who also, by the way, weirdly enough, wrote this song about his sister, Barbara Ann. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, this song's about a guy's Barbara sister. And you take my hand. No. I don't know. I, I didn't. Yeah, I. I <laughs> look. I mean, hey, it was a. Uh, you got to write about dancing. something. <laughs> yeah, they're at a family reunion. Yeah, who cares? Uh, and you know that they, they slide in, evoking, uh, of course, a uh, risky business. Um, and yeah, the the gals right. watch and laugh. How did they get there? <laughs> How did they get in? How did they get in the house? Yeah, yeah. at the back door. They're in the house. You know? Back door, side door. Sure, they yeah. broke and you entered. That ha- ha- in a production meeting, it was like, and how did, do, should they be holding, like they broke through a window, like a yeah. tool? No, they no. just came in and they're watching. So Hound Dog is not a very good guard dog. Yeah, where is Hound Dog? They they reference later during the game that he like is just outside like a like a street cat or something. <laughs> they're like, we got to bring Hound Dog in. He's been roaming the neighborhood. <laughs> Right. Yeah, well, I'll point that out later. I think it's during the poker game where he says he has to go out and get her, get Hound Dog. Hound Dog yeah. is on a leash. Like, it's just weird. It's like, why is <laughs> Hound Dog on a leash? Yeah, this dog could use a new home, honestly. It doesn't sound yeah. like it's well cared it, for. Things would be great at the Nordstrom's. Yeah. What's his name? The, <laughs> no, you got at the Nordstrom's. Yeah. They the, own, the, yeah. That's why they're so rich. They own Nordstrom's, but they had to change the name because it was unappealing. Absolutely. Um, also, these, uh, these little, what are they called? Um, shutter Shades. That they're wearing, that the guys Kanye. are wearing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like a dum dum thought like Kanye West like invented those invented in 2007. Yeah. They're from the 80s. I had to Google that one too. I was like, how are they wearing the glasses Kanye invented? Kanye just brought them back. Uh, they were in Saved by the Bell long before that. Mark Paul, uh, when you when you guys were wearing these outfits, did these outfits seem uncool or or you don't remember? Or <laughs> when I say I don't remember, um, but I really don't, I, and I don't. We know. You had a traumatic brain injury at the yeah. circuit. Yeah. Whoa, maybe. Wow. You Whoa. Maybe. <laughs> your brain crashed um, through your chest. <laughs> maybe. I can't. I, I, well, you want to talk about all my motorcycle crashes that I've had uh, in my youth as well is, is a good reason why I, I don't remember things. But I, what I don't remember is having like a wardrobe fitting and going, this is terrible. Like, I don't want to wear this. Right. No, this um, is perfectly fine. I do know that any chance, any time I had to wear like a tank top or or something, you know, like that showed off your body, I was always uncomfortable. Like I didn't, oh, I didn't, I know that I didn't like wearing this kind of stuff, and I know that Mario and I would be doing push-ups and and things to try to get a pump on before uh-huh. you know we were on camera. 
Um, so I know that I was very uncomfortable wearing this because I'd, I'm still uncomfortable anytime I have to wear like things that show off arms or body or anything like that. It's just a, a thing. Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't tend to do it much either. But uh, I require it in the room. That is true. Yeah. And, I, and you know what? I need the, the insurance, men. folks. Yeah, yeah, just the men, obviously. It's 2021. Um, Zach seems to move out of the way of the falling statue here. It seems yeah, like I think I could have caught it. I could have caught it. To, I mean, could have caught it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll point it out later, but I make a phenomenal catch uh, later yeah. on in the show. An expert catcher. But there's no like montage of you learning to catch. Like you clearly had the catching within you already. So you just, instead yeah, you're holding like a broom. You wanted to go on an adventure. Yeah. No, an adventure. Of, an ad, whatever. I yeah, watch we'll it get fall. The adventure. And then I make a really shitty Elvis joke. It's like the king is dead. <laughs> now folks, the king died when this was made 13 years ago. So this would be like if someone died in 1998. Yeah, and who we're died like, in 19? That's a great I, question. I didn't want to go down that hole. You, yeah, go I for know. it. Yeah, let's find no, out. Who, it's going to be someone sad, right? I know that's why I didn't want to do it, but yeah, you know, know what? It's it's okay. Do um, it, Tracy. You know who it is out there in Pull Radio it up. Land. <laughs> Yeah. Pull up somebody Phil who died. Phil Hartman. Yeah, no, that would be like funny. right. Yeah. Okay, so if it I had like a Phil Hartman cookie jar and it like fell down and I was and I, it was like the same joke. It was like people would be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" That's Frank not Sinatra cool. as well. Yeah, it would be like right yeah. if your whole identity was just around your interest in old blue eyes and right. and honoring Frank Sinatra. But also, I'm saying this to a teenage audience who like Elvis meant really nothing to them, and that's why that joke yeah. kind of just falls flat. I mean, it's it's there's no laugh by the way from the audience at all <laughs> for that laugh for that joke. Who was in the Who was in the audience? Were they like te- Were they teenagers who loved the show, or kind yes. of like whoever could get there? Yeah, it was yeah. like teenagers and possibly their prisoners parents from Lompoc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a place? But, That's where a prison is, right? Lompoc. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Doesn't sound nice. And we're in Act Two. And yeah, Screech passes out, uh, as one will do from time to time when life gets overwhelming. And yeah, Screech has this, uh, this is what I was kind of referring to earlier with his mom. Um, this like fuzzy pink fantasy sequence where he envisions his dead mother. It, she died from grief over this broken cookie jar oh, or statue. Because right. um, she said, I'd die if anything ever happened to me. Screech takes that very literally. Um, and it's like pretty dark. It's pretty dark <laughs> for Screech to be envisioning his dead mother haunting him. She died, yeah. yeah. And so then she shows up. And clearly, too, it was like, hey, we don't have a lot for building in this one. Correct. So they yeah, so, give yeah. him kind of a fun cameo here. She looks great as a little angel ghost, though. I mean, her like arm work of flapping. It's like very, she's very good at this. I see why she did a lot of voice stuff. Yeah, and building in his. Oh, I mean, no. It's making a meal out of it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dennis, I, I, when I was watching this, um, it just brought back some things. Dennis is from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Dennis in, in 2016 was inducted into the Chattanooga Music Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, he was, he was uh, an agent, uh, a manager um, yeah. for some bands around Chattanooga. This was all before he became an actor. Oh, that's um, cool. But he, uh, gosh, he, he, he had, and I remember him telling stories on set. And of course, you know, being a 15-year-old, um, it just kind of went in one ear and out the other. But it, it says that he worked with recording artists such as Tom Jones, Leon Russell, and Greg Allman, uh, to name a few. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Oh, wow. 
And he is well known to like karaoke. I know that uh, uh, back in the day, he used to he used to do a lot of karaoke at a at a local bar here in Burbank. Does he sing himself? Does he I, is he a musician? I don't know. I think like singer play. Uh, I think he may have had like a karaoke record out. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I know that he loves singing. Uh, obviously, he he you know he did a little bit and and on the show, but uh, he was quite a character. I think he looks good as Elvis. Oh man, he definitely kept that. He was like, "I'm I'm bringing this home. This is Halloween for the next five years for me." <laughs> <laughs> Dashel, just so you know that uh, we have a a ninety degree arm angle alert. Mm. Uh, is that you? You're you're rocking a ninety two though. I'm rocking the ninety degree. Remember, I learned a yeah, lot so- from from uh, my pal Mario about how to look good. Wait, what's a ninety degree? Yeah, it's a little trade secret from Mario Lopez. Well, you know when you when you when you <laughs> it is. when you don't wear sleeves, you want your arms to look their best. And for a man, it's uh-huh. when your bicep is kind of you know it, kind of in a in a, a sort of kind of pulled. Pressed. I don't. What do you What do you call that? Dashiell, you have muscles. Okay. Uh, it's that. What you basically what you'll notice in a lot of old episodes is like Slater will be just randomly holding a folder or something. He'll just be holding something. But it's <laughs> it's done in a way where his arms are a ninety degree angle. And since Mark Paul pointed it out, I can I've I cannot stop seeing it. Oh, that's so. And I'm funny. even going back into the the 2020 reimagining, being like, does is he holding a binder just for no reason right now? <laughs> like I'm I'm yeah. very much in tune with it. And that is a trick. People do that yeah. all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, can I hold a? Can I? Can it's I also something to do with pen? your hand. It's like I get both sides of it. Like your, your hands just don't need to be like down like a robot. But uh, yeah, no, it's right. It seems like these two teenage boys are they're regularly holding something now for the rest of the show. <laughs> and I'm doing it right here. I'm actually <laughs> keeping my arms in a 90 degree angle to make my arms yeah. look better. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out. All right. And that's really what boys do when girls aren't around. They talk about how to hold their arms at a 90 degree <laughs> angle. That's the that's the real version. Um, Lisa's on the case. She will track down this replacement statue back in the day when you could you'd like needed to be a foot soldier in the mall to find a thing. <laughs> and we're back at the halls of Bayside. This is on the IMDb for this episode that someone pointed out there's a goof in this episode. Um, Violet's rich. Her family is rich. Screech will later go to Violet's house for a like dinner where he feels right. he feels less than because she is so, so rich. Why didn't Violet right. pay for the statue? Who knows? We'll never know. They haven't thought of that yet. Never right? came up. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. And again, we also learned that like the writers would try to kind of form these characters around who the actors were in real life. Mario played the drums and did 50 things. Maybe one of the writers was like, uh, Violet's from a really rich family. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That is a big plot hole. Who, who yeah. cares? Three out of five oh, people wow. on IMDb found it useful. <laughs> I just want to point out also in this uh, this hallway that there's a background artist who's wearing headphones. And I'm only hmm. pointing that out because later in the party yes. scene, he's wearing headphones at the party. I yeah. thought that that's such an interesting choice for a background artist to make. Like he's like, I'm going to rock Committed. these for yeah. the entire episode. And it works. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, he's also like, this music sucks at this party. It's all Beach Boys and the Elvis, and Elvis stuff. I'm going to, I'm just bringing my own music. I know. I listen to my <laughs> stuff. I know how they roll. Lisa delivers the information. The replacement's 250. She found it. Yeah, she found it. Yeah, she found it. Mm-hmm. But where will they get the 250? Uh, need to fleece some rich nerd. If only we knew one. Oh, there he is in the ugliest shirt. <laughs> he must be rich to have a shirt like that. <laughs> it's so flammable. Yeah. It would melt into like a, pl- it's like plastic. It would like not, <laughs> it would just be a puddle. I, I love the choice too to not set up poker in any way. It's like, you don't want to align that like Zach's good right. at poker, that, that 
Max has an interest in, is that his name? Maxwell? It's also Max. A yeah. I'm, I'm There's, Max. There's a Max already with a Max. All right. It's Maxwell. Sorry. It I'm, Maxwell? It is Maxwell. Okay. That's, that's a worse, I mean, it's more, you know, it's more. I'm nitpicking. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're yeah. correct. There's a but, Max. Right. But, but then the next scene already is they are playing poker and he's just agreed to come to this game. Yeah. We, we learned from a uh, Bennett Tramer, who's one of the writers on the original show who, who came Oh yeah. On. I know his son. I, his son used to work on great. Oh, right on. And his daughter, I know. Oh, wow, look at that. Um, well, Bennett, yeah, Bennett said one of Peter Engel's edicts was no baby steps. So they, he didn't want to hear Zach talking about poker and how he'd win. He just wanted to say, I've got well, a plan. That's smart. Yeah, he just wanted to be yeah. like, I've got a plan. And then the next, you're it. there. How did the girls break in? Yeah. Who cares? Like you're, it, it, Who cares? It makes sense when you watch it with that lens, how, how much that was happening. With that in mind, though, I always feel like the scene outs are just a little too long which forces the actors to mug for the camera. So I just want to point that out. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, let's just watch the scene out here in the hallway. I say something and then it's done. And then I have to like, see that? It's like a double look. It it puts- So they stayed for the eyebrow raise and the look down and still were not out. This is like, it's like soap opera territory. You know, Mark Paul, I, in, in a weird universes collide thing, my parents' neighbor, who is also your neighbor, you guys live in the same neighborhood, uh, her name's Sheila. She edited all these episodes. So if you really wanted to call up <laughs> Sheila and let her know that she lingered too long on these facial expressions, I'm, I'm happy to connect you to Podcast or not, you can just ring her up on your own time. Well, I would like to know because we, we got, you know, Bennett Tramer uh, told us how things worked. Um, I would like yeah. to know, like, wh- those are things that you can clip and, and speed right. up to, to sort of, you know, let other things breathe, but they, they let the end of scenes breathe a little too long. And it happened a few times, particularly in this, in this, uh, in this episode. Overstaying the welcome so of the scene. I just wanted to point that out. Oh yeah. yeah. Keep them honest 30 years later. Um, and if they didn't know that, that Max was good at poker before this scene, when Maxwell shows up just dressed like he works on the Las Vegas strip or a riverboat casino, really, uh, that's it. You should, Roger, you should not play cards with that man. You just shouldn't. You no, should, he owns this getup. You should no. walk away. Walk away from this table. Before <laughs> you start, it will not go well. Um, and it doesn't. Like, did Zach think he was just good at poker? Because he's, like you said earlier, he owns the world. Like he just, his life is a bluff. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you'd think in the, the beginning he should say something like, I've been, wi- oh no, uh, you know, I've been winning at poker recently. He should like do something. a poker face thing early. Just one thing real quick. Just deliver a poker face okay. in a situation. A mislead that he's going to in any way be right. good at this. But no, yeah. no, that would be a baby step. It's okay. <laughs> is that on an iWatch? Like a, the first prototype? He is rich. He is an Apple Watch. He's from the future, yeah. You know what, Mark Paul? I, I have not seen anyone online see on, your, on the new show your phone. Mention your phone. No. How your phone's from the future. Have you seen anyone say anything about that? I'm rarely uh, on social, so I don't see any, I haven't. much of anything. I know. I, but no one in any interviews has asked me or anything. I think that's a, but like, was that also, sorry to be a, a dum-dum. Was that always in the script, and I just never saw the joke? No, no. Because I, I no, saw that. Like, yeah, I saw, I saw the prop when, when, I, when I watched it with everyone else on Peacock. Yeah. And I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh my God, Zach has always had the newest phone. He has a phone that doesn't even exist right was now. Was it your idea, Mark Paul? No, it wasn't. It was like in a production meeting. I don't know whose idea it was, but it was like after we were just shooting. It was after we finished writing, but it was someone's idea. Someone was like, well, he always has... If in in 1993 he had a phone before everyone yeah. else, in 2020 he would have 
a, a, a clear future yeah, phone, it, that, which seemed like a funny true. I don't think it was me. It seemed like a funny idea. I haven't seen anyone point this out, Tracy, that the episode titles of the reimagining largely, oh, yeah, I think episodes. eight out of 10 are the, yeah. are titles of original episodes. Yes. All in the Hall is All in the Mall. House Party is House Party. Yeah. Uh, I've seen no one point that out. This goes seven seasons. We're we're screwed, Dasha. We're gonna be we're gonna be like, all right, we have to come I, up. We'll with be one watching the new the, class. Uh, what are you talking about? It's it's all there. This is yeah. the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> exactly. There's five. King of the yeah. Hill can be uh, maybe they just start borrowing from City Guys and California Dreams. Because. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, please please don't worry don't about that. Um, yeah. And yeah, so uh, Zach says the line, "I need something worth fifty bucks." And I'm going to say what I've said before, that Zach Morris has like a real gambling problem. Like when you're at the table, cleaned out, and you say, I need something worth 50 bucks, holy moly, <laughs> time to check in somewhere um, without green felt would be my advice. Uh, and they're going to wager the dog. You know, that thing. Yeah. Tracy, I'm sure you did that in high school. I know I bet a couple dogs. Oh, always. <laughs> I mean, you don't have many things of value when you're a high school student. Right, so, you, so the family yeah, dog. Yeah, the family dog you hate who's been outside for three days eating grass. Just died to a post. Yeah, oh my God. Mark Paul, what was you... So I know a lot of these plot points are like fresh and new to you despite being there at the time. You know, it's your first time watching this. Mark Paul, can you walk me through what was going through your head when he's like, I need something worth 50 bucks, and then the dog comes into the room? Well, I knew that was actually coming. I, while I was watching, I'm like, oh, of course, they're going for a dog. You know, the $50, yeah. is he's going to wager the dog. Um, I'm, I'm still so confused by the fact the dog is outside, and <laughs> Violet says, I'll come join you. And then he goes to get yeah. this dog and there's a leash around this dog. Like who does that to their front? And by the way, the dog is in the uh, front. Is, isn't that the front door? <laughs> like who, who right leaves yard. the dogs yeah. in the front yard? Like these are things that Someone pops me. the curb. That dog's a goner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, and just take the leash off. I, I understand it. You know what? You know what it is? Yeah, here's, sure. here's the secret. I'm going to pull back the curtain. There is a dog trainer behind that door waiting for Dustin to come out and grab the dog. Right, so they have it on a leash, and then they have to hand it to Dustin awkwardly, and that's why he's holding it uh, as if it's a, a, a like a, a binder. Um, but <laughs> like, just take the leash off. Like those are little things to me that mm. that really yeah. like uh, little, little details like that. I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna lose this dog. <laughs> which also, like again, Zach being bad at poker. I, I didn't know as a child when you get a hand in poker, you're not supposed to like show everyone and be like, ooh, ah. I know. Like, I know what's really that like, about. It's like nuts. Yeah, and why, nuts. They're not bluffing. The friends are culpable too, though. Everyone's like, bad. At, no, everyone lost the dog. Yeah, it, it's all of them. Slater grew up in, around military stuff. He should know how to play cards. Like We were all playing poker and now we're, it's only Zach and Maxwell playing poker. I mean, it was Jesse was playing, Slater was playing. Slater still has cards in his hands, but they're folded, I guess. I, I'm so confused. Like, I, this you gotta is- gotta hold something. Like, I, I know this, yeah. I'm out. But this is so weird. This, like, this hand you're letting me see. There's lots of that you could cheat here. If I was Maxwell, I'd say no, no, I'm not playing like this, man. I, this isn't this isn't legit. Right? Yeah, I'm not playing poker against all of you at the same time. <laughs> I lose, I lose the dog. I lose this hand because I have yeah. I have four queens. Maxwell has right. four kings, and then he just easy for kids to understand. He just takes off with the dog. What about the chips? Like, what about the where's the money? Yeah, the money. He doesn't care about it. I guess this was he's so rich. This was all he was trying to get a date with Jesse, yeah. maybe the whole time. It was his sick game. He doesn't give a shit about the money. But you're yeah. totally right though. Then wouldn't the rest of the gang be like, oh well he left. We just now we have the money. The dog thing worked great. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's buy the statue. The dog is tomorrow's problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> they have some of his money yeah. in order to get these chips. They must have at least halfway to the 250. Oh, but I'm man. wondering if, we're, if, just... if we can gamble, if this is like a censorship thing, if we can actually gamble, mm-hmm. but we can't show money trading hands. You might be right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe I mean, but he, but they are they are like, hey, this is two hundred and fifty dollars worth of shit. Like they, you might not see the cash, but they're it's pretty clear what's yeah. Maybe it, the transfer of money they weren't allowed because it, it's children's programming technically, mm-hmm. right? So I bet there's different rules yeah. than like, yeah. There's even time. rules on prime time now where you can have a cigarette. Like we just did this on Mixish where somebody was somebody had a cigar. My father on the show, Gary Cole is smoking a cigar, but he's actually, he's not actually smoking it. He can hold it lit and it could be smoking, right. but he can't, he can't take inhale. a puff on it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a gag right. we use. It's like something, you know, it's, it's part of the scene, but he can't smoke it. And that's on prime time. So yeah. I'm wondering like if you can gamble, you could talk about gambling, but you can't actually show a transfer of money. Yeah. If that is a censorship type thing, because I'm wondering as I'm watching this, I'm like, where's the money? Like he just, he doesn't even care about the chips being on the table. He just walks off I, with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can't like scoop up the chicks and the hound, uh, chips and the hound dog. Like, I think you kind of have to like, yeah, it's, it's one or the other. When, yeah. Problem. Oh, now he's just catatonic. Right. Screech is catatonic. Yeah. He like, else. so it, to, to be clear, our act breaks in this episode are Screech passes out. And then Screech goes catatonic. <laughs> uh, to me, if, if act break one is he passes out as an actor, there isn't a lot to go. Right. He needs to go to a catatonic yeah. state. Like what, what else is there a bigger reaction? Right. By the way, guys, my hair is on point on this episode. I just had a point it's out. It's great. It looks it amazing. Good. How do you feel about the dye job though? Cause there's a lot of contrast there, but I think it works. You know, we've been Tracy. A lot of this podcast, by the way, is us talking about Mark Paul's hair episode by episode by episode 21 of them now. Uh, but yeah, this one appears to be a, a uneven dye job, but it looks good. Whereas we've had some uneven dye jobs that are not so good. This is always, this is always amazing is that people will come up to me and go, wait, your hair isn't blonde. And I'm like, what, when, when you were watching the episodes and you saw (laughs) things like this, did you think that was natural? Did you think like highlights in your hair that that was natural? You did. I think I, I think you extend it though to everything about say by the bell we thought was natural as a viewer. Like I thought gambling with dogs was natural. Like <laughs> the hair was the least of my thoughts. And I didn't know what what was going on with the California sun. I was like, oh, I guess that he put sun in it or something, yeah. and he's surfing. Some lemons. I, I think I didn't. I actually did put yeah, sun in in my hair. Um, you know, we, we've talked about this as well. As my, my mother is is Indonesian, and uh, you know she always used to. Yeah. My hair obviously is is brown and she would always put in sun in and lemons and anything to 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 sort of give me highlights and and then tell me to go play outside and yeah we get a nice little call here in act three between uh you know screech's mom and her like her she's at like a luau for oh i don't know i don't know what's going on here uh, is that a cruise? It's thing? it's she's at Graceland, but she she's she's go, she, oh, she's, she's Graceland. at Graceland, but yeah. she's also dressed like she's on safari. It's just putting on the ruse a little bit longer, buying a little more time. Marpal, good dog acting on the phone. That's fun. This is very funny. These yeah. these this dog acting. It's Thank good. you. It was a very uh, Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it looks like you yeah, don't. It looks like you're focused on not breaking when you hand the phone back. You're like really like holding on to that. 
thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. And this also, like, it seems like Zach has a plan coming out of that phone call, but the plan is just to march in the locker room and have, like, Slater assault Maxwell in, a, yeah. in his... If this is Slater's bullying outfit, boy, oh boy, I... This is, wi- this is a wild outfit. Wi- look at how thin that belt it's is. Huge- What's it doing? <laughs> Not much. It's a fuchsia tank top tucked into pleated khaki pants with the whisper of a belt. <laughs> and and Mark Paul, you're really hiding behind him. <laughs> like, what do you think is about to happen? Does it, can you imagine if a 16-year-old came to a, a public, like a school in an outfit like this? this I would be outrageous. like, yeah, like, are you in a gang or something? Like, do they make you all dress like that so you can identify each other in a fight? Uh, Maxwell does really breathe some Tanner energy. I, d- I never connected those dots I until know, right I, now. I, but we must have known, we must have done it. I, I, but that's just like a type of, I mean, it's a type of person on a show, but yeah, it's just like this kind of like little annoying. What was that? Richo. What happened there? No, that's just the noise I normally make. Yeah. He has like dweeb alert. That's like a life alert goof. Was he a teenager? I would believe this guy's like 46. No, yeah, yeah. I don't he think he was a teenager old. at all. No. He's got yeah, a mortgage he's for like sure. He's an adult. <laughs> he's, I think he's on his third bow tie of the episode, maybe even fourth. <laughs> I, I wish there was more Maxwell now in the original set. As I'm seeing him, I'm like, I'm, I'm sad we only bump into him twice. This plan's bad. So now he's, now you're gonna, you're gonna just make Jesse go on a date with a guy who, who sexually assaulted her, basically. <laughs> okay, so he kissed he sexu- her without consent. He already kissed her without consent in the hall in front of everyone to like, <laughs> as she's like trying to assert herself. And we know if, okay, they do get into a relationship, he's an abuser. He's going to control her. Like, he's going to do the violent totally. thing to her. So what's, yeah, this. And also the boys take like delight leaving the locker room. They're like, ooh, Jesse's going to hate this. Stick it Hell to yeah. Jesse. Yeah. What the, what is going on? Yeah. I mean, I get razzing your friends and stuff, but that felt oddly cruel. It was a different, a different time though. Like, you know, on get, General yeah. Hospital, like Luke and Laura, like he like raped her on a motorcycle. And then they were like the great, do you don't know that? Like, I don't you know, know like, that. The greatest no, the, love the face, story of that. So yeah, it was the just The face I like, made oh, would show I don't know that. They, they got together in a messy way and, and now oh, it, it's romantic. Yeah. Okay. Know. All right. Well, uh, okay. It so it was, it was a time of horrors on network television. <laughs> um, and yeah, they, uh, so like Zach's plan is like to throw an even bigger party to get them out of the smaller parties mess. What could go wrong? Um, and yeah, they're gonna, they're like, they convince Jesse by just making Screech sob openly next to her until she relents. Um, and she'll, she'll go through with this date. Elizabeth must have loved wearing that bow in her hair. <laughs> so big. <laughs> it's her, she has a second, I think that's her second of the episode, big bow in the hair. And it made me kind of wonder, like, was, was that like a costume designer thing or was she just, it seemed like you guys were being at the mercy of costume designers a lot on this show as, as kids. And they did mostly right by you, but there are some like certainly odd choices. It's a very Jojo Siwa uh, type bow. Yes. Huh. Yes. I, I weirdly know who that human is. Shouldn't. <laughs> don't she, don't know I, that I need she's to. Like, my kids are a little young for her, but she's the one who like, uh, she always has like puts out, products with her name on them that are like poisonous <laughs> lip balm. And like, yeah. It seems yeah. like, it seems like, like a good a hustle. Bow that'll, yeah. yeah. That'll put a hole in your head or whatever. Yeah. I think yeah. I wish I was in that business as a kid. I think I would have thrived <laughs> just selling poisonous garbage to other children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But look, Slater has a, um, a binder for, for no reason. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. the max. Yeah. And see how it's I folded. Think- it's from a grip. Like, he's holding it so tightly you, you can't do that to school papers they, like, you're not supposed to hand in an essay that's everything's folded in half sure. <laughs> this has been 
crushed into a diamond by your hand. <laughs> Can't hand this into the math teacher. And yeah, they make Screech cry, and you know, Jesse will go through with it. She is a good friend. Speaking of outfits, folks, uh, just every single one at this party <laughs> is like a real thing. Like, what the? What? Slater's gonna, wearing a vest that's Roseanne's Afghan, I guess. Yeah, it's it's 100% is that. <laughs> like, what is that? And it does not. Is that what's cool? That's not that bad. No, it's not. None of this is bad. In fact, that sweater I actually oh, flagged. Like, I think Mac Morris in the reimagining would wear that exact yeah. sweater now. And of course, Maxwell shows up like Saturday Night Fever. Jesse's in riding boots. Um, one of the guys in the corner there, his shirt looks like Zach's bedspread. <laughs> and yeah, they're charging 10 bucks. Like the plan is actually working. Um, it's not the worst plan. No, no. Like, other than the fact that now the house will be a mess and more things will probably be broken. Maxwell very shrewdly is like, you're not getting the dog until I'm done with yeah. this party. <laughs> the fuck is this guy? <laughs> what, are you, what are you getting out of this? You're sick. She hates you. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a like creepy pervert into like mind games. That's why he left the chips on the table. He's like, money means nothing to me. Yeah, I wipe my ass with your money. He yeah. just wants, yeah, he wants to emotionally torture people. So Mario has a line here. Once you go geek, you never go back. And I heard that, <laughs> Tracy, as a person who likes to write jokes for money <laughs> and was offended because that is so fucking lazy. Pardon my language. Uh, I just took a quick two second punch up shot. Once you go geek, the rest all seem weak. <laughs> Once you go geek, you never retreat. Softer rhyme, but still rhymes. But at least an attempt at a rhyme, right? What I I know once you go black, you never go back. I understand that they were referencing a very adult thing to say on a Saturday <laughs> morning cool. TV show. <laughs> not cool like, thing to say. Yeah, like I get what <laughs> they were I, I, I get what they were doing, but can you like just color it up a little bit so it's a actual oh, yeah. no. Now I'm yeah. being nitpicky, but I I was being nitpicky yeah. when I heard that. It's like you got to go home. You have kids and stuff, and it's <laughs> yeah. like once you go geek, you I don't know. We've been on this for ten minutes. We've been on this for ten seconds. You never go back. Just yeah, just ten minutes it. feels generous, right? It won't. No one's going to talk about this in thirty years. No. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, Jesse's being flung around like a rag doll. Uh, <laughs> But Dashiell, before this, so we finally get the money. Lisa walks up to us and she says she has the money. She hands us the money. I hand the money to Slater and I say, go. Now, the party started at 7 p.m. You're right. You're right. Okay. So let's say, you know, maybe it's eight o'clock. Maybe we've, you know, all all we need is, I'm not really good at math, but we need about 25 people, correct? To to make But also, wait a minute. there are costs involved with the party. Like this was, I, I crunched these numbers. Like you're going to want to get some refreshments, a couple balloons or something. Like you're probably eating, you probably need like a good 40 people to like throw the party and make the money. I mean, not to mention like he had to have that sign printed at the I, end the ba- for the, the banner big reveal. Work is like, insane, that's, yeah. that's 40 bucks minimum. I thought like, well, I thought, okay, Slater is running out to go get the Elvis statue. But where's he going? It, it, and the, I thought, okay, mall. is it a private seller? It's not a private seller because when when Lisa um, when yeah when when Lisa and Kelly came to the the hallway they said she found yeah. it at a store so right okay let's say it's eight p.m. what store is open I yeah. to go I somewhere in the mall this? maybe yeah is it the holidays maybe they're open late till nine being generous or something still the bigger problem is he goes and he's back within right. within forty seconds did he yeah. drive I his Malibu Chevelle did he drive that. That car that Unless we saw in the new car. Unless he literally yeah. lives next to the, you know, the the Galleria. It, 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 I'm not buying it. Also, I used a um an internet money calculator. It would have been about five hundred dollars in 2021 currency. Uh, what mm-hmm. they're trying to buy, trying to wrap your head around what 250 okay. is like to these kids. 
These rich kids, by the way, again, Lisa is also rich. She could have just thrown it on her dad's yeah, visa. They're also rich. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Well, not not Kelly. Kelly's father. No, not Kelly. No, 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 no. Kelly is so. Yet? Kelly literally, yeah. Kelly's father said, her, her, Kelly said, here, I'll give you $200. And he said, okay, thank you. And took they don't it. even, they don't even say how much money it was. It like, it, it, we're, that's hoping it's $200. It was probably like 50 bucks. It was her and, life. Yeah. Her life yeah. savings, this tiny pittance of money. And, and the says, dad is like, you. there's also, there's, there's nine of them in that house. How much food is that going to buy? <laughs> grim, grim shit. And yeah, we're at the party. Jesse's being flung around much like. Help uh, me, she says. Yeah, help, help me. Help me. And, and it's Zach all for disgusted. <laughs> yeah, get away from me. Here's at her. Ew. She's going to mess up my sweater. Save me. <laughs> the writers love this though. They love to see like people flung around in dancing. Like this is very Ronda yeah. Robustelli. Yeah. And I will say it was way funnier. Like I, I did enjoy it as a kid when it was like a big woman was flinging you or, <laughs> or Mario around. Yeah. I was just like, it's funny. Yeah. That's good. That's, see, that's yeah, good. That's, comedy. Good. <laughs> that's the good stuff. And one of our, uh, one of our faithful nerds who I guess Maxwell has like working for him. Um, is out there holding there's just a lot of people outside holding a dog. And I want to see more of this nerd though. There's something about him. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, he's back. He'll be oh, back. He he's like a, he's a, oh, he's a for sure star nerd. It's like okay. him. Yeah. There's like a few of them that are like certainly prominent. I like his look. I, 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 yeah. When he walked in, I'm like, I want to see more of yeah. this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like the guy, he looks like a, a, a Pepsi Coke version of the guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Who's like, um, I forget which one. Not one of the main ones, but there's like a guy with his kind of look in Revenge of the Nerds. But look, the, right there, you, you just missed it, but in the background is the... is the um, Headphone guy. Headphone guy. Yeah. Oh, there he I is. Yeah, that. totally. Commitment. Also, I want to point out, and I know that this is in your notes as well too, Dashwell, but there is a Please. background artist in um, pink overalls that just mm-hmm. stares at yeah. us in the foreground. I mean, she's just like, the, the, rule number one, I would imagine of being like when they walk you, you know, it, you're, you're, you're on set. You're, you're a background artist. A second AD will walk up to you. And I think rule number one is don't look at what the actors are doing. Act, you have to act, blend in. Like, don't be, a, be aware, but don't look at them. Don't stare. <laughs> and she does exactly that. Yeah, she watches very, like when Screech and um, Violet have their moment um, coming up. Yeah, I had that in my notes too. She really just like stares them down. Like as if she's watching TV, it is funny. And to be fair, if you were seeing this at a party, you'd probably want to tune in also. So I, I do understand the, yeah, maybe she's the best actor. That's right. She's so good at acting. She knows that if she was at the party, she'd watch them. So. I, a guy just kissed a dog. Like Screech just yeah. told off a nerd. Like, of course I oh, I'm sorry. Am I, yeah, am I supposed to dance with no one over here or watch the thing? <laughs> <laughs> Most awkward kiss right. uh, award goes to Dustin and Tori. My God. Oh, let's see this. This was so painful to watch. Although also pretty honest about high school. You, if you were going to get a, a weird kiss out of nowhere at a party, yeah. it would probably be like that and no one's happy. And that's that's life. That's growing up. Did anyone date Tori or or have a crush on Tori? Or you're not allowed to say that. Um, good, no, good question. I never think to ask that. I'm a dum-dum. I... I th- <laughs> I think you should have this job. I, I didn't go so on a yes. date with Tori. I didn't. I, I didn't go on a date with Tori. I'm not sure about Mario. Um, you know, she was obviously she's very cute. Um, but I don't. I none. I didn't go on a date. That's all I can okay. say. I don't know if okay. Dustin did. Um, but Dustin okay. would have been it's, a few years younger than her, so I doubt it. 
Um, yeah, but she okay. was around, right? I mean, this isn't the only episode she does. No, she's in other. She's in. She's, oh, in, she's three. Only in three. Nine hundred two and zero is taking off this year, next year. She's so on it's kind of like she was in of, this weird of greatness TV yeah. crossroads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean Tiffany's Tiffany's heading there too. <laughs> she's she's heading to nine hundred two and zero also by the oh, end of this. Oh, really? Oh, by the end of the show, right? Not by the end yeah. of the season. Yeah, no, by the I end. Of, it. It's not not the episode. No, I mean she's still sticking around. She's going to graduate. Okay. Go to college. Oh, now mom's here. This episode's good. Yeah. My favorite joke in the whole episode, because I'm being nitpicky, is the guy holding up the book in the corner when <laughs> the mom funny. walks in. That is so gosh darn funny to this young man. That's funny. This not so young man at this point. It's just fun that he's, he thinks that'll fix it. And yeah, again, stretching the believability of, of the universe. Also, are you magic? How did you do that? Yeah, he like rigged a banner. It's not like a guy pushed it down. No, he just knew. Well, he, he, used, ad, he was able to commune with the sign. Yeah. And it's also not a hand. It doesn't appear to me at least to be hand painted. That's like professionally printed. Uh, there's like metal supports there's on the bottom. Support. So it extends fully. Guys, I had the art department at NBC Universal do this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Of course. I, I, right, I forget that there's hardworking people. But it is funny that Zach, like, again, in the, in the universe of the show that it's laying out, Zach was prepared for the contingency of the parents might hey, come, come home, home, in which case he needed a banner ready to go. Yeah. Um, and here oh, comes this Slater. Is great. This, this is great. A good yeah, fall this is by the him. stunt heard around the world. This is this yeah. is an incredible stunt, by the way, because I had to rewatch this. Not only do I catch this statue, but I do it in a way. Oh, by the way, I got to point this out. The, earlier, Zach, what what is the thing with Zach just walking across a sofa? He did this <laughs> earlier in the episode. I just want to point that out. I, I, so the world is his. It's a lack of respect. Yeah, I don't it is. Need to it is such a off. lack of respect to be able to do to do something like that. It, it, in someone else's home. It's. It's gross. Like, why didn't somebody? I I can't imagine. Like, I I came from a very strict background. My 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 parents are are immigrants from Holland, and v- like there there were very distinct rules and boundaries in our our house. Walking on furniture, a big no no. Like jumping on yeah, bags, yeah. that was a big no no. So I know that me, Mark Paul, would never walk across a couch. So I have to think it must have been like Don Barnhart saying, don't go around the couch. Just go ahead and just walk over it because that wouldn't have been my instinct, instinct to do. yeah. I know yeah. as an actor, you're supposed it, to go like- It's fine for the character though. It, it yeah. works perfectly fine. It's like, it's like, eh, I'll get a new couch. Right, <laughs> so, it's just a um, weird thing high though. High status, it's, like, it's fine. But I still would have been aware, I still would have been- aware even as an actor like oh that's something that you you just don't like people just don't do right. that like humans don't walk on couches but i'm sorry do you walk across the couch to make the catch or, well i i i like use you, the you couch only, uh, you only ascend the couch to make the couch. no that's here and it, it was it was in a i meant to point it out in a in a previous uh scene but it, i i we just start over yeah <laughs> i just walk across the couch to get to the other side mm. i don't go around the couch i just walk Across it. yeah, it's a sign of disrespect. It is yeah. such it's so disrespectful, and it's I like do a it fascinating here. Character thing. It is. It's yeah. it's just it's odd to me. But in this one, yeah, I use the couch as sort of a launch uh, to to mm. kind of go over the couch. <laughs> Not only do I catch it, but I go over the couch, um, and on the yeah. uh, other side of the couch is obviously some sort of mat or you know like a, like a like a a, a pit that I could fall into, but it's a pretty good stunt. I mean, to go over a cat, a couch, catch it, catch it, and then fall on my back is, uh, I'm, I, I, I give myself a pat on the back on this one. 
Do you remember how many times you did this? Oh man, yeah, that is like that's that's nuts. That's nuts. That's nuts. nuts. It's I, like a pole falling ball. backwards onto one ankle. Like that's yeah, like- <laughs> I can't imagine that we did it more than more than once. Um, and the technical skill that it took, you also have to put it the right way because there's a joke after that about he's facing mm-hmm. the wrong way. Right. Can you imagine asking like a 17 year old to do that now. In never, one take, never. With, it's no. it's it's also like no. imagine trying to, to do explain. This. Yeah, like if you had to explain that to everyone on set, what's about to happen? They'd be like, "Well, be like, no, no, we're gonna we need ten n- stunt people. It yeah. has to be green screened." Yeah, <laughs> we we point that out a lot. How many falls these these kids took? It's um, it's just it's just stuff that would not fly today, and that's yeah. for the best. But bravo, <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, stuff. great work. And uh, Screech's mom, uh, she sees it, she fixes it. And she's immediately on board and ready to party with all these teenagers. <laughs> all these kids. Just doesn't need anything more than that to like boogie on down. It's like, let's, it's party time. <laughs> there you go. That's the, that's the house party. And there's a real house party at the end, which again, and like, it wasn't until rewatching it. I re- like, I always kind of thought the house party was the, the weird little Barbara Ann dance, but. Uh, I did too. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. This was fantastic. This was really fun. I know. I really appreciate it. I know Mark Paul does as well. If I can speak for you, Mark Paul, you 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 can, and also Tracy, I just want to say that I I I am so proud to be um, uh, w- with you and, and and to have worked with you uh, to to do the uh, the reimagining. I I had my doubts of how this would ever work out and if it would ever be successful. It is beyond my like wildest imagination that this show. Um, has had the success, but having watched it, I understand why it, you, you and Dashiell and the rest of the writers and everyone involved has has made such a an amazing product. It stands alone, um, which I think is is such an amazing accomplishment. Um, and I'm so happy and 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 proud to be uh, a part of it. And I hope we get a second season so we can do we can do we can do more. I know. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that really, obviously as a lifelong fan of the show and of you, that means a tremendous amount to me. And I'm, and thank you too, for being on board so early on and like getting it and, and, you know, and having such a, you know, good sense of humor about it and just totally, you know, seeing it in, in a way that I really, you know, I appreciate and we couldn't have done without you without a doubt, you know, um, that I'm just so happy that, you're a part of it. Uh, and, and yeah, I hope we get to do a hundred more. Guys, I just got the call. I'm ready to announce it. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, they would never call me. No one has my number. Uh, and Tracy, yeah, uh, you, I already texted you when the show came out. You know, I'm very happy about it. And thank you so much for the job and the opportunities. Of course. Uh, of course. And uh, yeah, this is great. Let's, uh, let's all do this again sometime soon. Tracy, if you, so if fun. you have, I would love to if you have any other episode that stands out as being like, ah, I want to talk about that for an hour. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks, guys. There's homework for next week. Oh. It is an episode called Blind Dates. Mark Paul, you want to shot in the dark? Does it involve a seeing eye dog, perhaps? Is there... Blind What do you dates? think happens? Haven't we already done yeah. that episode? I mean, is this again, like, the... It, you would think so, but we've mentioned it because, like, they aired the episodes out of order of how they shot them. So there's a plot point in Blind Dates, excuse me, Blind Dates, um, that wouldn't make sense with you and Kelly already together. So Blind Dates was actually produced before the prom episode, uh, but Peter didn't care. He was just like, we'll just show them how we want them and uh, let the kids figure it out. I don't know. It's something to do with dates and something to do with us not knowing who we're going on dates with. 
How about that? You got it. You don't even need. You don't even need to watch it. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy, so much for being with us. Thank you, Mark Paul. Thank you, the listener. We'll see you next week. Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence Thirteen. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malangone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Shoof. Thanks to the whole team at Canes 13 and to you for listening. <laughs>